Hey, boyos, it's Clayton in Florida again. Just listened to the alligator episode, another outstanding episode. Although the last minute, y'all did make fun of my state a little bit more than necessary. And I just have to point out that what y'all are suffering, oh God, suffering from the isolation. I am out here staring at the Atlantic Ocean, 85 degrees, eating a public sub, just kick back on my lunch break, just a little sea breeze coming by. So yeah, I might got to put up with uh, crappy neighbors and people that make it not Florida, but Florida. But you know, the view is everything. Later, boyos. Keep up the good work. is the podcast for every episode we go back in time 40 years to the year 1980 <laughs> talk about a movie and some music from that year it's the ruby anniversary Whew, my name is greg legrow and i'm talking to dan gorman what's the score babe uh the score i don't know <laughs> oh jesus fucking christ <laughs> <laughs> i'm talking to casey Lyons. what's the score babe Kids two, me zero. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> yeah, I think my your kids ki- are beating me too. Uh, my kids are killing me mm-hmm. slowly. They say the children are our future. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> nice dramatic pause not for the that. Way, not the way I'm raising them. Yeah, I was scrambling. Uh, scrambling because I we were planning on recording yesterday, which was Harris Whittles' birthday, and I was gonna do a little Harris Whittles joke for my "What's the score, babe?" and then and then we recorded today, and I didn't have it in the last second. I was like, "He's gonna ask me that question, and I'm not gonna know what to say." Yeah. <laughs> what was the jo- what, what joke was it gonna be? I, I can't no. remember. No, I think, Jesus. Yeah, I think I was gonna do the like uh, the best thing about being an adult is if you open a fruit snack and there's no red, you can chunk the bitch <laughs> and open another one. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> there was a there was somebody tweeted yesterday. You know, what's your all time favorite Harris Riddles joke? Which is an impossible task. Um, and I just went with the old standby, Jimmy Dune, sausages, because uh, that's one of my favorite things a human has ever said. Uh, but then also one of my I now favorite... associate that as a thing that you've said. <laughs> if I hear that, I think of you, not anyone yeah. else. Um, also, one of my other favorite things a human being has ever said is when he said, um, I've said, I'll say it before, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again before, and I'll say, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. 2020, we are, you know, people who have traveled through time in the past, and we were stuck in time for a million years. So before we go back in time again, we got to talk about the things that we like in the modern day. Yeah. Does anybody have anything jumping out at them? Yeah. 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 What? I uh, I just absolutely crushed the first two seasons of Cobra Kai. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. I've been people have been telling me for ages that it's great, and I was like, yeah, I'm into that. I'm glad it's good. And I watched like a couple of minutes of it once. I'm like, I'm going to give this more time later, Mm -hmm. but I just never did. And so Athena and I threw it on. uh, Yeah, I don't know, less than a week ago, (laughs) and. uh, just stopped everything else. No, no <laughs> other watching happened. We were just obsessed with it and just blew through it. And it is fantastic. Uh, now I'm waiting for the third season, which I guess is probably held up because of this fucking virus. But uh, <clears throat> I can't wait for the third season because sweet Jesus, what a good show. <laughs> it has no business being this good. It yeah, should not I thought, be this good. I thought the guy died. What guy died? Didn't the main Cobra Kai guy die? I don't think so. No. Cobra Kai guy died. There is, I mean, an actor from the original Karate Kid movie died. Uh, Recently? Yeah. But not not Johnny Lawrence. Not Johnny Lawrence. William no. Zabka. All right. He's still, he's still quite alive. 
Mm-hmm. How alive? Scale of one to ten. Yeah, fully alive. Eight oh. out of ten alive. Oh, well, that's actually pretty good. I'm sitting yeah. at about a four. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it definitely seems like I haven't watched much of it, and I feel like you you talking about it is going to make me need to get around to it. But yeah. you're right. Like you, when it was described, it was like this is a thing I don't need. <laughs> sure, it's like what YouTube made it, but it, the production value is great. All of the acting is very good, and it's super. Like it doesn't take itself too seriously, but it also doesn't shy away from like it's not like going to make fun of every dramatic moment. It lets them happen, and it does them really well. Fucking Ralph Macchio's great in it, um, and William Zabka who plays Johnny Lawrence, the villain from the original film, is terrific. Uh, he's, he's uh, I mean, he's a great little. He's, I think, he's almost the quintessential '80s villain, the blonde yeah. dickhead uh, guy. Oh yeah, and he, but he's he's a great actor. He's he's doing a, he's carrying most of the show because it's mostly about him. And eventually, it, Daniel's absolutely a huge part of it. But the first few episodes, you're really in his world. And he's great, and it's funny, and it's like it's. Uh, <laughs> I, I I love it deeply. Like I was so once we well, like two episodes in, we're like I fucking love this show. <laughs> Where do you watch it? Um, it's a on YouTube. It's a YouTube show. You can either pay. Oh, for I YouTube. mean, where in your house? Where in my house? <laughs> my, my living room. Oh, and, uh, God, yeah. nailing it, dude. Yeah. That's exactly uh, where I watch that. Yeah. No, it's on YouTube. Like it's, it's just YouTube, on straight it up YouTube. It is a YouTube show. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, I love it. Sweet Jesus, it's good. Uh, no, it's nice. great because uh, the season finale of uh, Better Call Saul happened last night, and we're gonna watch it tonight. And after that, I'm gonna be pretty, pretty distraught. Yeah, we're gonna something. now jump on to Better Call Saul's. We wanted the season to be done so we could just plow through. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> believe me? Yes, you do. Yeah, because oh god. Yeah. It's so fucking we harrowing. just finished uh, Cobra Kai last night, so uh, we're ready. <laughs> and yeah, Casey you and I were message- messaging a bit, and uh, watch rewatching the original Karate Kid movie would definitely be beneficial for your enjoyment for the show, but not necessary. Nice. If you have it burned into your DNA like <laughs> I do from watching it a thousand times, uh, you know you might not need to rewatch it. I, uh, I watched it a thousand catches. times, but yeah. haven't seen it in about thirty-five years. Yeah, no, watch it. Well, it's you know, it's a good movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, then it'll definitely. I recommend doing this. I would recommend rewatching the original nineteen eighty-four classic. Then, right after that, watch that video that went viral uh, like ten years ago or something, where it posits that Daniel is actually the villain of the Karate Kid yeah. film, because that's super funny and it really just. Just sets you up nicely for how yeah. Cobra Kai begins because it starts, like you said, from the other perspective, right? Totally, yeah, yeah it's great, uh, <laughs> and it's just it's 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 smarter than it it comes off being. Uh, it, yeah, it's it's just fucking wonderful. Strong, strongly recommend. I am going to mention something that so I watched a movie that was on Amazon for about a day. Because what happened was when South by Southwest got canceled, a whole lot of movies didn't have a place to go. And Amazon is doing this thing where they're like giving them some money to put them up streaming. And a lot, there's a lot of people out there that are saying what what Amazon's actually doing is just like throwing them some change and acting like they're saving these movies, which I kind of agree with. But anyway, through a twist of fate, uh, a movie went up from this slate of films early and then they took it down but before they did that i watched it (laughs) (laughs) so i watched bad trip from 2020 which is the new film starring eric andre Mm -hmm. and more tiffany haddish is in it as well Mm -hmm. isn't it uh, eric andre and lil rel yes yes lil rel who is amazing (laughs) um but so the the gist of this movie is, you know, it, it's a it's a bad grandpa situation. It's it's a let's make a movie that is like a jackass movie, but has a plot. Um, That's this, why I 100 percent like I love Eric Andre. Yeah. Uh, and and I have been a fan of Lil Rel, but I, I was like, oh, yeah, no, no, thank you. No. Yeah. Well, <laughs> because of this type know, of thing, I think that in the past. I would prefer my prank slash stunt movies to just 
be a prank stunt movie. I think the Jackass movies are fucking hilarious. Oh, yes. I love them deeply. <laughs> yeah, they are incredible. Yeah. And I think when they have tried to do other stuff, it hasn't been like the worst thing in the world. But no, they, but it doesn't work. But it doesn't work that well. And let me tell you, Bad Trip works really well. <laughs> I loved this movie. Um, it is so funny. And yeah, the gist of it is it's about this guy who, you know, goes on a cross country trip to New York with his friend because he has this crush from high school that he convinces himself he needs to go chase. And throughout the movie, you know, this uh, many of the scenes are filmed with hidden cameras and real reactions. And what makes this movie work is a it's fucking hilarious, but B they very smartly structure some of these things. So not every scene is like a crazy huge stunt or a crazy huge prank. And some of the scenes, they actually nudge the people into the direction of like moving the plot along. So there's scenes where like he sits down on this bench and starts like, you know, talking about this girl that he has a crush on. And this like old man starts telling them like, you're going to regret it for the rest of your life. If you don't chase her or whatever. And it's like the plot isn't, you know, anything at all but movies that aren't prank movies have been built on less so just the fact that there's these kind of like this through line of these people that are sort of you know not just there to be like oh my god somebody vomited or whatever i mean that <laughs> happens too and it's amazing <laughs> but you know it's uh, w with the exception of one scene that kind of it, is dumb and goes a goes to a place where you're like okay i knew exactly that was going to go there and it's really grown worthy the rest of it is just really like entertaining really funny um and tiffany haddish is fucking great in this movie she is so funny and yeah it's way better than i expected i thought it was going to be pretty grown worthy but i laughed all the way through <laughs> so when that hits Amazon and VOD to rent, bad trip, definitely give it a shot. I thought it was hilarious. I, uh, by chance, saw something this week as well that I would like to now talk about. Um, I saw a show by creator Chris Kelly. Uh, the show is called The Other Two. And I started watching it because it stars Drew Tarver, and I think he is hilarious. He's always, like, super, super funny on Bang Bang, like, doing these insanely outrageous kind of uh, uh, characters. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll definitely watch a, a Drew Tarver show. And basically the conceit of the show, it's these two sort of flailing, struggling uh um, siblings, uh, a brother and sister, uh, who are trying to figure out their lives. One is an actor who's, you know, just doing okay. And then, uh, the sister is a failed dancer. Um, and they're just sort of like struggling through their lives when suddenly their 13 year old brother becomes a huge YouTube sensation. And it's basically just about them um, kind of like coming to terms with their own life while their brother, you know, is like hugely rich and famous for doing very little. Uh, um, but it's it's it, which a show with a conceit like that could go a number of different ways. And this show, um, it being Chris Kelly, who who made the movie Other People uh, that came out a couple of years ago. That's uh, that's just a really kind of uh, sweet and sort of heartbreaking look at uh, uh, at a family dealing with a parent's cancer. Um so yeah, so this this kind of like tackles that uh, tackles the subject matter like in a really kind of sweet and and uh, but but also insanely funny way. Um, it's it's kind of like the best of both worlds. It does a really good job of of being kind of heartfelt while while also having like a lot of fun. Uh, you know, just like ridiculous characters like um, Ken Marino is in it, and he is fucking phenomenal. I love that guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's he's always hilarious, and he's doing my favorite Ken Marino thing, which is like uh, just a big dumb idiot <laughs> who's like kind of sweet. He does he kind of doesn't know he's a big dumb idiot, uh, but he's also that makes him all the more a big dumb idiot. Yeah, he's so. very very good at that. Uh, it's it's yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I definitely say check it out. Nice, yeah. I I really want to see that. It sounds funny. I feel like there's been so many shows where it's like. 
about the YouTube person that it's kind of a funny idea to be like, okay, it's it's somebody's brother that, you know, is the YouTube person. Yeah. Like, and so we don't have to sit through like the, the satire of YouTube from the perspective of the YouTuber. Well, that that's the thing. And there's, there's a certain amount of like, like it doesn't really poke fun at that, at, at the culture of sort of YouTube fame. Um, it, it sort of does, but it's not mean spirited about it. Um, it's, it's more about like how, you know, what success, uh, in the entertainment industry looks like in, in, uh, um, you know, the age of technology. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun and it's really kind of personal and sweet. And Molly Shannon plays the mom and she's, you know, who doesn't love Molly Shannon? So the other two, Bad Trip and Cobra Kai are things that we like. So I guess, uh, it's time to go back in time. How are we going to do that? Um, I, at first I thought we'd walk because I'd love to get outside. Let's just walk back to the past. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. yeah. You know what? Let's let's walk six feet apart. But so yeah, fast yeah. that the world spins <clears throat> the wrong way. We'll walk, <laughs> we'll walk 88 miles per hour. Yeah. Well, let's do that. Let's do the Superman. We'll walk so fast back in time around the world and spin it the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, just like Superman. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Spin that world. Start walking. <laughs> Go. I'm tired. I am exhausted. It's a yeah. terrible idea. That took longer than I thought <laughs> I, I would. I know. And we have to go back that way, too. Yeah. Oh, God. We all grew beards while we did it. <laughs> <laughs> grew more beards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have up to eight beards now. <laughs> On various parts hey, of my body. Spare some beard. <laughs> Quit hogging. Uh, well, guess what? It's November 21st, mm. 1980. <laughs> Opening night. Opening night. <laughs> we could have seen Heaven's Gate. Uh, we could have seen uh, Raging Bull. I don't know oh, if that's nice. going to be any good. Um, Probably not. Yeah. Could have seen the <laughs> Boogeyman. Shogun Ooh. Assassin. Uh, hooray for Betty Boop. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> welcome well, to the 80s. Welcome to, yeah, welcome to November in 1980. Yeah. Um, but 1980. No. We don't know what we yeah. are yet. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's a mess. <laughs> Heaven's Gate is a Chris Christopherson joint. Oh, yes. Michael Simino. This is like the Not, uh, death yeah. knell of the auteur yeah. era. Not the documentary. No. Oh, it's three hours and 40 minutes long. Yeah. And, I've never uh, seen it, uh, but it has that nice, like, everyone, no one liked it, and it was really expensive. And after this <laughs> and the booming success of Star Wars and Jaws, they were like, fuck your art. Yeah. We're making Hooray for Betty Boop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they, uh, the the Heaven's Gate was sort of reappraised. There was, like, a channel in Los Angeles called uh, Channel Z, and they would play, like, the director's cut, and that was partially how in, like, the 90s, I think, people started being like, actually, it's a masterpiece. Yeah, yeah. I've never watched it. I don't Me to. either. Yeah. All right. But we didn't watch any of that shit. And speaking of art, yes. uh, let me tell you. We watched The Apple, oh, directed by Menahan Golan of yeah. Golan Globus. Of course. Uh, this is his only, only... Is this the only one? This the is... only thing he directed? I, no, he directed a lot. I, he did, did Over he? the Top. Oh, yeah. He directed it? Of course. Yeah, no, he's directed a lot. He did Enter the Ninja. He directed Delta Force. I thought he was just producing. No way. Oh, he did a lot of that too. But yeah, anything, yeah. everything I know of the Golden Globus name, I would not attach any of it to the Apple. Nothing, nothing about this makes sense to me. <laughs> well, this was supposed to be like the prestige picture. Like Is this it? was, this was their answer to Rocky Horror Picture Show. Right. Yeah, kind okay. of. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Well, so the Apple is the film from 1980. Uh, Set in the future year of 1994, mm. and the music industry is running wild, and we are <laughs> allowed to look behind the curtain of something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, poor reviews. Uh, it stars Catherine Mary Stewart, who uh, I enjoy in uh, uh, Night of the Comet and uh, The oh, Last yeah. Starfighter. I just watched uh, half of The Last Starfighter the other night. I love that movie. It's a good movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fucking yeah. rules so hard. 
Yeah, it's like, uh, like I guess if you were to describe this to somebody who had no idea what it was about, you would say it's like in the future, there's like weird cult that have sort of like sprung up around certain types of music and this couple who play like an outdated type of music. Um, one of them gets famous uh, and the other one kind of gets tossed aside and it's this sort of like tour through the world of drugs and music industry and you know with loads of subtlety they put a lot of money into this movie there was, it was some like, money there yeah. Like, yeah there's some of these locations i was like none of this is fucking cheap man <laughs> but while watching the dances in these giant locations i'm like i'm pretty sure i can do all these dance moves <laughs> this choreography is not very good <laughs> did you have you tried that's all i've been doing all week oh nice yeah the story behind this movie is amazing and I'll try and do a synopsis of it really quick. Yeah. But there was this guy named Kobe Reich, and he was an Israeli rock producer, and he like was signed to a major label, and he was trying to make this musical that he wanted to make that was basically 1984, but with music. Somehow he got hooked up with Menaheim Golan, and he was like, okay, I'll direct and produce it. And Golan basically like rewrote the whole story and pissed off the original dude and was making the story very like out of touch and out of date. And, and <laughs> there's this amazing quote where uh, the guy who, who conceived of this movie was saying, it's supposed to be a small movie, a rock and roll movie. And, and Golan said, eh, rock and horse, rock and roll. What do you do? <laughs> a good point. Yes. Fair, fair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I guess Golan like kept bringing back more money and it got, came to like uh, almost $10 million. And the choreographer on this movie actually went on to do work for like American Idol and stuff. And people are like, oh, the Apple, like, you know, it sort of like foretold that, you know, industry. Um, um, is, that, <laughs> is that what American Idol is I like? don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but Golan also fired the editor because the editor was like, this shot's out of focus. <laughs> and he was like, how dare you? Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's the American Idol future, but I mean, it's, it's not, I mean, it's basically Star Search. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. already happening then. That's what American Idol is. It's fucking Star Search. Yeah. So fucking, yeah. All right. So like, yeah, they didn't really <laughs> foretell that much. No, no, no. See this thing that's already happening? Yeah. It'll keep happening. Yeah, forever. They, yeah. Disco will never stop. <laughs> if they had a predicted Sinbad before Star Search did it, yes. then I would yes. be like, <laughs> you got something. Yeah. I, I feel like the the there's a whole lot of other details I'm leaving out, but it, the, 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 the behind the scenes sort of, you know, there's somebody who had an idea and somebody who had a lot of money that was able to take that idea and ruin it <laughs> you know is the like perfect storm for the best kind of cult movie where you know you have bashing heads behind the screen and 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 like a cast and crew who knew what they were making was like getting out of hand and ridiculous and apparently there was a scene that was cut that had like dinosaurs and stuff and everybody was Whoa. like what the fuck are we making here <laughs> um, why did they take dinosaurs out? I know fuck sounds like it sounds like they were making a real tree of life type of <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's why this movie, I feel like, is as as ridiculous and out there as it is, because it was just, you know, somebody had an idea and somebody else was like, I'm going to ruin it in every way possible. Well, mission accomplished. Yeah. So this is a crazy movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just... it's I, I can't say I had a bad time watching. No, it. it was a lot of fun. We did our group watch and we had a bunch of people watching and they were all kind of stunned by yeah. it, too, I think. But it's yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, it's it's very nonlinear. It's it seemed to be. I, I didn't know what was happening half the time. I was like, I, I feel lost. I also be... didn't care what was happening no, a lot of the time. Yeah. Too. Maybe like, that's the problem. But the transitions that... were very like, whoa, uh, here we're here we're here. <laughs> but yeah. that nonlinear. Um, well, I don't even know if it's so much nonlinear as it is just a, a line with a lot of huge gaps in it. Yeah, I think you're correct. Because um, because it's like wait. Where'd they get that baby? Where'd you yeah. get that beard? <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> a year. He didn't have that beard like <laughs> literally 30 seconds ago in this scene when they were in the cave. Yeah, and, now, he, and now he's a one year old beard? baby who's clearly three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so the movie starts at a big star search, American Idol type competition, and 
and a it's 1994 and a disco band like full-on disco crazy suits and stuff uh is popping off people are going fucking bananas for disco still with good reason yeah yeah and then that finishes with high ratings but then this duo comes out uh to play a folk song and they're from moose jaw (laughs) moose jaw (laughs) canada and we're all of us were like what they say moose jaws i immediately look i'm like was this shot in canada it's canada nope nothing to do with canada and they they say moose jaw (laughs) like 24 times in the first eight minutes of this movie (laughs) the first time they said moose jaw somebody was like did they say moose jaw Nah, I must have heard wrong. And then they really hammered it home. <laughs> Again, I reiterate, we're from Moose Jaw. And by the way, with 100% correct Canadian accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like they were just thinking, what's a weirdly named place that we could pick that's like, the, would it be the middle of nowhere for these yokels? Oh, yeah. Canada, eh? Yeah. Oh, you're from Moose Jaw. Moose Jaw. Oh. Yeah. Uh, nobody knows shit about Canada. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fucking... Yeah, she has a normal voice. He's British. That's a yeah, whatever. <laughs> was he? Was he was British? He British? I don't know. I'm not sure. I think he was. I feel like he was Eastern European, <laughs> doing a British accent that he thought was Canadian. Fair. I, and what I what I love about this movie is it's uh, you know a full ninety two minutes, but the plot synopsis on Wikipedia is very short because there's a lot that happens but nothing happens. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's not. There, there's really not a lot. It's just she gets famous and then he's like ah, about it. Yeah. And then that's and then that's it. And then she's famous for a while and then uh, you you would think that like (laughs) the movie like greg said it starts with them playing and everyone boos them because they want they want the like disco stuff but then they almost get it over because they're playing a love song and the women in the audience start to kind of come over around on it yeah (laughs) one woman is like it's beautiful yeah so you think that you're gonna get some you know you know disco versus folk or disco versus rock you're gonna get like a through line to the movie and it's like no yep (laughs) um this is fun so i looked the guy up there with his mystery accent his name is george gilmore uh it doesn't say anything about where he was born but he was the singer of a scottish rock group called the bow weevils but he left the band to do theater work Mm -hmm. and then the only other bit of trivia about him is was good friends with the Apple co-star, Catherine Mary Stewart, but lost contact with her around 1981. Oh, he wrote that. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as the movie was done. He's he's subtweeting her on IMDb. (laughs) Yeah. We were good friends, but I lost contact. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you're out there, (laughs) Catherine. Yeah, ready to do the Apple, too. Yeah. (laughs) Been waiting for a phone call. <laughs> I got Mr. Boogalo on standby. <laughs> His weird head's bobbing about. And that is the name of the villain of this film is Mr. Boogalo. <laughs> and he runs like, you know, a music label that churns out hits. And, and the biggest hit is by BIM, which stands for Boogaloo, Boogalo International Music. <laughs> Oh, it's what the what is happening in this movie? But you know what the thing that makes the least amount of sense about this movie is why the actor who played Mr. Boogalo isn't hugely famous now. Yeah. <laughs> he was odd. <laughs> but I loved him. I thought yeah. he was a lot of fun. Yeah, he was a lot of fun. This this movie is a lot of fun and uh, you know, it's it sucks. But like I said, it sucks in that very particular way that yeah. is great because, you know, Golan, you know, was going for a hit. He wanted the, you know, the like disco, the music and believed in it so much. And there's all that stuff behind the scenes of people that wanted certain things. And so I love when a movie is just like so ridiculously committed to being exactly what it is, even though nobody wants it. And it's so fucking stupid. (laughs) Like every song in this movie is fucking sucks every, every song, song is, is terrible so fucking bad but it, always it, sort of interesting yeah it but feels always like great they're making it up as they're going 
Like it's 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 shapeless. Yeah, and just shambly and yeah. just uh, uh, like nothing. None of the parts fit together or anything. No. But yeah, it, it is. It's it's like a um a, a very reflective uh, car crash. Like yeah, there's a lot of uh, um iridescent. Uh, it's like an iridescent car crash. If that <laughs> yeah, makes sense. yeah. Like the song that they do, where so the two main characters, BB and Alfie, are separated. BB gets famous, Alfie doesn't, and BB is being basically like taken advantage by everyone around her, and she ends up like sleeping with this guy. And then there's this song where everybody's fucking. Yeah. And the, like the the lyrics are like, I'm gonna drain your love juice and stuff. It's yeah. like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna make a, a song like that. Don't hide behind metaphors and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Just put it all out there. That 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 was the turning point for this movie. That was when everything. Like I feel like that was the thing that was supposed to to connect the DNA to to Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, but it just it just made me feel like not good weird, not like boner town weird. But <laughs> what's the opposite of a boner? <laughs> yeah. A- apparently the 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 woman who sings that song Grace Kelly, the song Coming, because <laughs> the song the sex song is called Coming. Uh-huh. She, she was and apparently her name's uh, what? Uh, Grace Kennedy. Oh, these are Grace Kelly. I was like, maybe change your name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was apparently very uncomfortable singing that song, which fair. Yeah, very I fair. I was very uncomfortable listening to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Uh, and watching all the choreography that went with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That was the turning point. That was where things that's that was where right after that suddenly everybody lives in a cave and yeah. often has a beard. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I th- I felt the turning point for me, I think, was I think it was if it was in the middle or a little earlier to the beginning. But there was a song where they were singing about all these ridiculous things. And then they said, we also actually have a, a really real vampire or something. Yeah. And then there was just a shot of a vampire. And I was like, yeah. hey, movie, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a vampire <laughs> for nothing. Yeah. No, nothing at all. No one's like, hey, what? There's a vampire, like a real one. You never see it again. Nothing. They're like, hey, check out a vampire. That's what we got. Moving on. And now a vampire. Yeah, and the vampire looks right into the camera like, I'm a vampire. (laughs) He looks into the camera like, what am I doing here? (laughs) It's a living. (laughs) Uh, The hell sequence, I loved that when there was the very subtle metaphor of uh, (laughs) signing the record contract. Oh, yeah. The record producer is the devil and you're in hell and everything's horrible. That whole scene was amazing where they're signing the the record deal and he doesn't want to do it and BB really does and he keeps having these like visions and yeah they the vision of like now we're in hell with like horned guys in leather outfits and it's like why yeah yeah again i i love this movie's use of subtlety yeah uh, also I, I didn't understand the existence of the pig men who were uh, yeah yeah like they were just real like they they weren't like metaphorical pig men they were just like pig men yeah yeah, yeah. well <laughs> uh, maybe I'm being too harsh on them they just had weird teeth I guess but, yeah. well. Well, Casey, it's almost like, you know, the businessmen in the world of music were, you know, capitalist pigs. I don't know if you got that. Uh, Fuck. (laughs) Way to blow my mind, Apple. (laughs) It's like a good and evil battle, Casey. Come on. You know, and and every once in a while they'll have an apple, um, like like an, an actual real like large apple. And, and I think that's supposed to represent apples yeah. <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, this oh. represents the red delicious. Oh. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> so after, yeah, so if we could explain for people who didn't watch this film, after the big sex number, they, you know, everyone's gone in very poor directions. Alfie, the guy who doesn't want to sign the deal after a, a weird scene of physically accosting his 
landlady by grabbing her breasts. Yeah, he's oh, yeah. very strange. Of juggling his landlady's <laughs> yeah, boobs. Yeah. yeah, he has morals uh, until it comes to women's bodies. Um, and then he, so he decides to go, there's like a big beardy guy he ends up with, and he just like goes to live like under a bridge, basically. <laughs> Which is like in the park. Yeah, he, he convinces her to to do that too, right? He like ends up being like, We're I'm gonna save you from this evil clutches and we're gonna go live as hippies for a year. Yeah. Well and it's, but they, like he goes there and she then she goes there and she's like, Hey, you're here and then, then they all the all the boom people show up and that's when all the beards appear. Like it like there's no indication there's been a passage. <laughs> no. It's but it's like, a, it's like supposed they cut away to be them, cut back beards. Yeah, beards, baby. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, yeah they I have like a. <laughs> I was done being surprised by this movie at this point. No, and and that's the thing; those beards aren't even the last surprise. No, they <laughs> certainly are not. Because when that car, <laughs> when the when the glowing car appears in the sky, and God gets out of it, <laughs> Mister Tops, <laughs> Miss Mister Tops. I thought I was going to shit my pants. It yeah. was amazing. Yeah, the when the like gold flying Rolls Royce shows up and yeah. takes everyone to to Evan, the rapture. Are they dead now? They're, they're dead now. Dead. They're all dead. Everyone's See, what happens dead. is the uh, the record company guys, Mister Boogalow, shows up and he's the devil, and uh, and he goes, "Hey, lady, we got you under a contract. You have to come with us and still be famous. And she's like, no, I want to be a hippie under a bridge. Uh, We seem to be at an impasse. What's going to happen? I guess God came down and killed everybody. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then problem solved. Yeah. uh, So (laughs) when I was reading the Wikipedia, they linked to this article by a journalist for um, Turner Classic Movies. And they say that this movie is an anti-Semitic Christian scare film <laughs> and, oh, no. and compared the story to Hitler's Mein Kampf and that the ending was comparable to the Nazis' final solution. And it said that the film involves a homophobic protagonist, Alfie, trying to save his, quote, normal, trying to save his, quote, normal relationship with BB from what the film considers satanic, which includes electronic music, glitter, homosexuals and drag queens. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. <laughs> huh. Whoa, indeed. <laughs> Isn't Manaham Golan Jewish? Yeah, I think he's of Polish Jewish descent. Yeah, that's what I thought. I didn't get that, but maybe I wasn't paying close <laughs> yeah. attention. I don't know. Maybe Jewish I was... theater maverick, uh, yeah. genius of filmmaking. Yeah. Yes. I do. Uh, what I do like about that reading, though, is that ending is pretty fucked up. <laughs> like that everyone is dead. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty fucking awesome. Totally insane. I was just, I didn't even know what to do with myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> But that's the thing, like, like the 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 ending also teases the like hippies versus you know uh, glittery mainstream, you know, love versus hate, and but the movie never does that for real, you know, like the like there's never any back and forth between the character um, of BB and the character of Alfie. There's no like you've changed and you don't represent what we always strove for. It just like, she just happens to get famous and he just like goes around and sulks for a while, I guess. Like for the whole movie, he sulks (laughs) until he gets into an orgy. And then he's like, I got to go live under a bridge now. (laughs) I peaked. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to get any better than this. Yeah. (laughs) Bridge time, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Filthy hippie. Mm -hmm. I love this movie. <laughs> yeah, this was wild. It's uh, yeah. a lot of fun. It was pretty good. Watch it with people. I think a, a solo watch might be complicated. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that'll bum you out. Yeah, get some drinks with some friends. and uh, Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, people went in for cats, and, you know, this is that same similar kind of thing. It doesn't, like Greg said, it doesn't happen all that often that a huge mistake like this it happens, but it can be very fun, and it's good. There, there's no other movie to be like, what also is like the apple? Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's a very singular experience. Yeah, and I and I, I really enjoy that kind of experience. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> 
It's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. Oh, what there is... was a reggae number. I wanted to bring that up because we were joking <laughs> while we were watching it, like they should do ska, and then they did. <laughs> <laughs> what did uh, what did we learn? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Well, it's just I, I learned so many things. Hmm. But then I felt like I had unlearned them all by the end when we were all killed by God. <laughs> yeah. 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 I learned that you can make a movie called The Apple that prominently features an apple, and it doesn't matter about the apple. You can just say that it's important in one scene, I guess. <laughs> yeah. As long as you have a big apple. Oh, yeah. big apple. Yeah. Oh. oh Holy there you go. shit. I just yeah. broke this thing wide open. <laughs> shit. Um, I think yeah. I learned that if I'm going to be involved in an orgy, I need everyone to be singing in unison. There has yeah. to be some choreography. Um, isn't there usually? Is that as <laughs> I what kind of orgies you're going to? Uh, I performed in a lot of uh, uh, high school orgies, uh, but now that I think about it, yeah. those might have just been musicals. <laughs> we did an orgy called Oliver. Uh, Please, I want some more. <laughs> Please, I want some more. Hot sex. <laughs> On that note. Let's uh, talk about our uh, mixtape selections yeah. this week. Music from 1980. Yeah. Another playlist that you will be able to find in the in the uh, write-up below the episode as well as on our Facebook and, and Twitter. That's right. Yeah, we're, we're each picking four songs an episode, but as, as in the past, we only talk about one. Does anybody want to go first? Uh, I'll go first. I'm actually calling an audible because as I think about it, uh, mm -hmm. I picked my four. I gave my three. Yeah. Um, and I had my one set to talk about. Yeah. But then I realized I just like this song. <laughs> I have nothing to say about That's it. That's fine. Tell me what That's you fine. like. All right. My song is Pulling Muscles from a Shell. Oh. Hell yeah. Yeah. Because that song is... Uh, Bananas good. Fuck like, yeah. Squeeze was great. They do it down on canvas and they do it at my feet. Blazing about the beach all day and night, the cricket's creepy. Squinty faces of the sky. A Harold Robbins paper. It's insane how good it is. Yeah. And it, it's one of those, it, it, it's one of the best all time. Um, singing the name of the song, uh, yeah. Uh, songs, yeah. Like the 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 vocal melody for the phrase "pulling muscles from a shell" is so so good, mm -hmm. and that's that is all I have. That song well, is just fantastic. Uh, Squeeze is so good, and that album Argy Bargy is is top to bottom phenomenal. They got a bunch um, of fucking quality tunes. Hell yeah. Like, and yet nobody nobody owns an album other than that singles album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one I had. It's like, oh, I'll get tempted too. Sure. Yeah. That singles album rules too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's there all you I go. need, baby. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. And I'll listen to Cool for Cats yeah. a couple of times. I was gonna say I, I maintain that Cool for Cats, Argue Bargain, East Side Story is a really solid run. Yeah. I really like all three of those albums. Yeah. But for me, Argue Bargain is the one for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I Pulling Muscles from Michelle is such a good song. It's insane. It's insane how good that song is. Like the the build up to the chorus. And is, how great oh. uh Glenn Tilbrook's voice is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's a great singer. Yeah, totally. Um, I, you know, I this is it, it's good you picked that, and because I, my song too is kind of like I just like it a lot, uh, but it really fits, I think, with um, with Squeeze because I went with another sort of famed blue-eyed soul singer. I went with uh, Robert Palmer, hmm. uh, Johnny and Mary off the uh, Clues album. And I honestly had trouble picking which song I wanted from this album because I straight up fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, you you 
I always just accepted Robert Palmer as being like, oh, Robert Palmer exists not to be listened to, (laughs) but rather to feature in Coca-Cola ads and be associated with the lipstick ladies. Um, (laughs) But I, but, but uh, he, but that's all he is. And he's not like an actual person that exists or a musician (laughs) that makes albums. Uh And yeah, you, you were the person who was like, no, no, Robert, Robert Palmer rules. Yeah. He's fucking awesome. (laughs) Um, I was surprised by that. Yeah. It's in his early albums, everything that like, kind of you know up until it becomes super up until addicted to love really blows up prior to that his albums are pretty diverse like there's a lot of weird stuff going on he's using a lot of different uh musicians on his albums and he got like like he was playing with big people like like all of toots and the metals are on his albums and like he's a like a sought after vocalist um worked with the talking heads and stuff like you know he was in it (laughs) which is weird uh, now but um and uh, like none of the albums are totally great there is like four or five songs maybe on each except for this one clues 1980 i think it's his best um the the single i picked uh, johnny mary i think it's a good like it's a good. It fits our mixtape. I feel. <laughs> That's kind of, kind of went, what I went with, and it. Um, but I feel like it's a good one for somebody to hear if they only think of simply irresistible and addicted to love. Johnny Mary is a nice, good. Like, oh, he does shit like this. But like, I almost went and woke up laughing on this album because I fucking straight up love that song. Um, yeah, Robert Palmer, late seventies, very early eighties output is dynamite. You could make a really fucking terrific twelve song greatest hits from that time period. That would kind of you'd be. Surprised it's the simply irresistible guy. And he's a terrific singer. And yeah, I love this song. Johnny and Mary is such a vibe. It's such a good vibe. That's all I got from, I don't know, lyrics. I have no idea. <laughs> That's me. I, I'm the person that needs the, the like, here's the stuff that you didn't know he did. So that's good information for I'll, me i'll make you that list yeah <laughs> make me that list because <laughs> i thought you were gonna say i'll make you listen to it i'll fucking make it yeah <laughs> i'm gonna hold you down you little yeah because yeah. yeah, yeah. i i'm very unfamiliar with that era yeah for sure. it's good it's been, i get something else i'm talking about not even a slightly apologetic man well, this is going to be a really weird playlist because my stuff is. Yeah. <laughs> I basically you had some Afro funk and shit going on in there. Cool. Yeah, no. I basically this month I ba- I was saying I'm going to pick stuff that is is totally not on my radar traditionally. I went outside of my zone and said I'm going to only pick things from international artists, mm-hmm. and so I've been doing a lot of digging in in the uh, Spotify to find stuff that just have no idea about. And I found this album called uh, Carambolage by a band called Carambolage from uh, Germany okay. and um, had no, no idea about them. And there's not a ton of information about them, but it's really weird and raw and funky and, mm-hmm. and ragged in mm-hmm. this really interesting way. And they're this band where they released their uh, self-titled album in 1980, and then they were going to do a, f- a major label album for CBS, in, and they finished it in 85, but then CBS was like, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so they like didn't get to release their second album, and then I think it was released in 2019. That's the only Whoa, information I could wow. really find. Somebody like dug it up and released it. But So I picked this song called uh Fuzgungazone. <laughs> Dan, uh, if you're not going to take this seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's really cool. They're like a post-punk kind of weird sort of... Um, it's it's so hard to explain, but there's a weird atmosphere to the album that I really like. And yeah, I'll, I'll let the song speak for itself on the playlist. Uh, Crembolage. They're really cool. It's a good album. Okay, right on. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, all my stuff is very like... Wild. <laughs> gonna sit weird between... <laughs> super poppy stuff but yeah that'll be fun yeah this, <laughs> right. is, this is a uh i think this is a fun little playlist this is maybe the best one yet yeah listen it's, i put some air <clears throat> supply on there so yeah, don't worry yeah, about did. it yeah <laughs> i put some pointer sisters 
Oh, sweet. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. and some uh, Linda Ronstadt. Oh, boy. Yes. Oh, yeah. Linda Ronstadt's yeah. fucking great. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I guess we got to walk back then. Yep, get your walking feet. Uh... <laughs> 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 okay, I will. Okay, I got my walking feet. <laughs> Get going. Oh, we no. walked. Now we have no beards. No beards. I walked my beard off. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Just sucked back up into my body. <laughs> Um, I want to say before we sign off, if, if you haven't yet, um, go to our Facebook or our Twitter. I believe it is Time Bandits Pod on on Twitter. Um, we've been linking out our link to give uh, voicemails, and I want more people to do that. So do that. Just yeah. if you have any information, if you have any sort of uh, feedback on our episodes or movies that you'd like us to do, or you watched a movie and you want to yell at us because we made you watch the Apple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you should do it even if you think we're really very nice and good yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. let us know mm-hmm. yeah so you might have heard one i think we have one from clayton on the top of this episode about florida oh yes <laughs> yeah because we were we were ripping on florida and that is where <laughs> he lives yeah so keep keep sending those in because they're they're fun Mm -hmm. do you know what i heard about florida like you know how florida gets a bad rap for being full of uh, insane math addicts who do crazy shit Mm -hmm. um i heard that the reason you hear the most about stuff from florida is that like crazy shit like that happens everywhere in the states but florida's like public record is just like open like uh, like (laughs) all of their their police reports can just be accessed by anyone all the time so that's why you hear more about florida that yes. makes sense. I yeah, feel right. like the like Florida man Twitter account and stuff helped perpetuate that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, are we going to do another movie sometime? Like a uh, screening for people? I think we should. Yeah, yeah of course yeah. we are. What else are we going to do? Yeah. No, cool. Let's keep it going. Well, what we'll... else am I going to do? Relate to yeah. my family? Yeah. I guess this Thursday night we'll have a movie. Yeah. Something. Something. So go to Facebook, Time Bandits. We'll post about it. You'll, you'll see. Yeah, get on there around 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. Get there at 8.45. Something you want the pre-show. Standard time. You want the yeah. pre-show. The pre-show is always great. Yeah. What time zone are we in? Uh, EDT. Sweet. Yeah. Great. Word. Come on down. <laughs> yeah, come yeah. on over. <clears throat> Please stay. <laughs> yeah.